a TikTok senior executive makes a confession. Do you have a parent company in China that has access to user data, yes or no? Two high-stakes trips to China by two important Americans, Apple CEO and California's governor. A look at the messages they brought with them. New U.S. sanctions on secret Hamas financiers. Who's on the list? As Washington backs Israel's war against the terrorist group. And Chinese leader Xi Jinping breaks his silence on the war in Israel, saying he wants it to end as soon as possible. Welcome to China in Focus. I'm Tiffany Meyer. A rare confession from TikTok. A senior executive there confirming the app's Chinese parent company has access to user data. Do you have a parent company in China that has access to user data? Yes or no? Yes, there are instances where... Uh, and other... Is that Chinese company, your parent company, is it also uh, regulated under... Chinese state national law that should the Chinese government want to access their information, third party to you, that they could do that, sir, yes or no? Well, I, I'm not an expert in Chinese law, but what I can Lieber didn't say should... whether Beijing has access to the data. Under Chinese law, companies have to hand over user data if officials ask for it. Chinese-owned TikTok is one of the most popular social media platforms in the U.S., now with 150 million American users. Two-thirds of American teenagers use the platform. But controversy over who has access to TikTok's user data has been brewing. In May, a Forbes investigation said the app has been storing some of its most popular paid content creators' financial details in China. That includes social security numbers and tax IDs. A former employee is also voicing similar concerns. In a lawsuit, he accused TikTok's parent company of hosting a Chinese Communist Party cell in its Beijing office and that the cell has supreme access to all the company data, even data stored in the U.S. TikTok has denied storing user data in China. Its CEO testified in the House in March. He stated at the time, American data has always been stored in Virginia and Singapore in the past. And access of this is on an as-required basis as by engineers globally. Over 28 U.S. states have banned TikTok on state-owned devices. The European Union also ordered staff to remove the app from their corporate devices. Utah filed a lawsuit against TikTok over child social media addiction concerns. New sanctions on what's been called a secret Hamas investment portfolio. U.S. authorities took action on Wednesday targeting the terrorist group's vast financial network in its war with Israel. Who's really funding its attacks? Let's dive in. The Treasury Department on Wednesday announced new sanctions targeting Iran's ballistic missile and drone system. They cover 20 entities that support Iran's Islamic Revolutionary Guard Corps and the country's defense ministry in producing and spreading missiles and drones. Those sanctioned include 11 individuals, 8 entities, and one cargo vessel. Among the group are Iran-based equipment firms and their directors, Hong Kong-based tech companies, Chinese nationals, Iran's defense minister, and Iran's defense attaché in Venezuela. Those entities will be blocked from accessing any property or financial assets they might have in the U.S. The sanctions also prohibit U.S. citizens, companies, and financial institutions from engaging in certain transactions with those entities. The Treasury Department said in a statement, Iran's reckless choice to continue its proliferation of destructive UAVs and other weapons prolongs numerous conflicts in regions around the world. The new sanctions come as the United Nations restrictions on Iran's missile-related activities are set to expire. 
Chinese leader Xi Jinping says he wants the Israel-Hamas war to stop as soon as possible. And according to Chinese state media, Beijing is willing to work with Arab governments for a lasting solution to the conflict. Xi reportedly said that a ceasefire was imperative to prevent the conflict from expanding and spiraling out of control. The leader stated that China supports Egypt's efforts to let humanitarian aid into Gaza through the shared border. Xi's remarks are the first he's made about the conflict, after China previously showed support for establishing what it called a state of Palestine. In a separate statement, Xi said China was willing to work with Egypt to strengthen cooperation in infrastructure, agriculture and renewable energy. He added that he would also encourage Chinese companies to invest there. China has a long-standing history of funding infrastructure and projects in developing countries with the purpose of making the countries economically reliant on China. Now let's take a look at some brief updates. Apple CEO Tim Cook is on his second China visit of 2023. He met with China's Commerce Minister in Beijing on Wednesday. The CEO has a simple goal get back the dividends of the Chinese market. That says Apple's sales outlook inside China faces scrutiny. The Chinese market accounts for 19% of Apple's revenue. In other words, almost one out of every $5 Apple earns comes from China. But that might change this year. Launched less than a month ago, the latest model of Apple's flagship product, iPhone 15, is facing rising challenges in China and they come on top of a potential ban. Reports from inside China say authorities have banned iPhone use for government officials at work. The rule is also said to extend to state-owned companies. Beijing denies the ban exists. Apple shares price dropped 5% after the reports of it broke out. Besides the tech CEO, Beijing is gearing up to host another American visitor. California Governor Gavin Newsom is preparing to travel there next week. His message to Beijing is simple. Quote, the planet's future depends on climate action in California and China. The week-long trip includes stops in Beijing, Shanghai, two Chinese provinces and Hong Kong. But comes amid fraught U.S.-China relations. Newsom has said his focus is on climate and he wouldn't interfere with President Biden's China policy. California has a long history of partnering with China, built up by late Senator Dianne Feinstein. Moving on to Japan, Tokyo is pressing Beijing to free a detained Japanese executive. He's an employee for Japanese drug maker Astellas Pharma. We are strongly demanding his early release. Japan's chief cabinet secretary said Beijing formally arrested the man in mid-October. He lived in China for two decades and was detained in March this year on charges of alleged espionage. China's new espionage law took effect in July. It broadens the definition of espionage, prompting concern among foreign companies operating in China. And over in the Indo-Pacific, South Korea, Japan and the U.S. are set to hold their first joint aerial exercise near the Korean Peninsula. This move is part of their efforts to enhance cooperation against threats from North Korea and China. The exercise will likely happen on Sunday and involve the B-52 bomber and fighter jets from all three countries. 
Picture this, popular internet influencers forced to come out of the shadows and reveal their names and faces on the platforms. Personal safety and comfort now hanging in the balance. Many influencers now saying goodbye to their accounts following new internet regulation from Beijing. Here's what's happening. Starting this month, China's popular social media influencers will have to reveal their real names to the public. That's according to the CEO of Chinese social media giant Weibo this week. Beijing used to require online users to register with their personal IDs, but forcing them to show their real names publicly is a first. What are Chinese authorities aiming for with the new move? In the past, many people, especially the influencers, would actively report, expose, and discuss various social issues or unveil authorities' wrongdoings online. After this new rule is imposed, few are likely to engage in such activities anymore because they would essentially be making themselves potential targets for retaliation. Everyone would know their real names, where they live, and who they are. Chinese authorities want to get all influencers who have fan bases of 500,000 to a million followers on board within two months. Because of the change, some influencers have already permanently deleted their accounts, even those usually in support of Beijing's policies. Town explained that many influencers run their pro-Beijing accounts as businesses, helping to push the Chinese regime's propaganda for profit. But that'll prove difficult after their names go public. It would further deteriorate the online public opinion environment in mainland China and undermine freedom of expression. News of the new rule immediately sparked buzz online. China's new home prices fell for the third straight month in September. And based on official data, they're diving at their fastest pace in almost a year. Of the 70 cities listed in the data records, 54 reported price declines last month more than in August. September and October are traditionally peak months for new home sales in China, but the new data seem to dash hopes for a demand turnaround. China's property sector was once a key engine for China's economic growth, making up a quarter of its GDP. Beijing has been churning out stimulus programs in recent weeks, but now there's doubt about whether its policies to prop up the property market are actually working. Japan is welcoming Australian Defense Minister Richard Marles for a visit to Tokyo. During their talks, both sides emphasize strong military cooperation amid China's growing presence in the Indo-Pacific. Here's more on what they discussed. Marles told Japan's defense minister that the relationship with Japan is fundamental to Australia's future national security plans. Um, we are both allies of the United States. We both have a complex relationship with our largest trading partner, China. Um, we have a deep relationship with each other over a long period of time uh, here in uh, the East Asian time zone. Our next goal is to improve our substantial cooperation to ensure that Japan and Australia will be ready to work together in emergencies arising in the region. Last year, Australia and Japan signed the Reciprocal Access Agreement. It's the first such defense pact Japan signed with a country other than the U.S. Talks between top diplomatic and defense officials from the two countries were planned for Friday. However, they were postponed due to the situation in the Middle East. 
Coming up as Jerusalem vows to wipe out the terrorist group Hamas, anti-Zionist sentiment is running rampant on Chinese social media. Among the most vocal sources of the message, Beijing media mouthpieces, China Daily and Global Times. Instead of condemning Hamas, the outlets are heaping blame on Washington. Who's behind the disinformation campaign and why is it targeting Israel? To discuss, we sat down with Rex Lee, cybersecurity advisor at MySmart Privacy. More on that after the break here on China in Focus. Welcome back to China in Focus. I'm Tiffany Meyer. Anti-Israel narratives now surging through Chinese social media. Who's behind this trend and why is Israel a target? Joining us to discuss is Rex Lee, cybersecurity advisor at MySmart Privacy. Rex Lee, thank you so much for joining us. Great to have you back on the show. Thank you, Tiffany, for having me on the show. Right now, we're seeing a lot of misinformation and disinformation in regards to the Israel-Hamas war across social media. What's your understanding of who and what is behind this? What we're seeing is really all related to uh, tech-based hybrid warfare. It's very similar to hybrid warfare, but tech-based hybrid warfare is warfare without rules where everybody connected to the internet is a target. And the primary source for that is social media. But as we're touching on, there's also this information war. But what you just mentioned with the hybrid tech, it sounds like it's a combination of the two. It's not just in the information realm. You mentioned hacking. It's actually entering the kinetic realm. What, what are we seeing here? So what we're seeing is a rise of what you're going to hear this terminology, and not many people have heard it before, but it's hacktivist groups. Group IB Threat Intelligence uh, recently reported that there was an app called Red Alert. Uh, it's an Israel app. The app was actually launching attacks on networks through the app, so Google actually took this app down. Um, so again, people can be deceived. This is part of the, the deception campaign. An app can be put out there. It can be launched um, uh, through a social media platform, uh, the awareness of the app, and then people will download this app, not realizing that they're actually downloading a Trojan horse or malware uh, that can be utilized to collect information off of computers or smartphones, as well as launch attacks on uh, networks, including critical infrastructure. It does seem the Chinese regime has been more busy on the, say, disinformation front. We're seeing a lot of pro-Palestine messages on Chinese social media. You have global mouthpieces from the Chinese State Department kind of pointing the finger at Israel for the decapitated babies, which is, as most people seem to know, from Hamas. What's your take on what's China's goal here? In regards to misinformation and disinformation um, associated with uh, China, that's a different ballgame. That that ends up in in uh, politics and uh, and and trying trying to drive division between people, uh, whether it's uh, for uh, political purposes. So, in the case of the Israel uh, Hamas war uh, that's going on. That's a perfect uh, um, um, breeding ground for mis- and disinformation from hackers, uh, not hackers, but um, 
uh, uh, groups from China um, who um, want to infiltrate social media platforms and cause division. The algorithms will actually latch onto that and push that information more because the algorithm will see that the social media end user um, will then uh, stay on the social media account uh, longer uh, to reply to the messages or put their own personal opinion out there where the social media end user doesn't know that A, they're being manipulated uh, by political forces from uh, multiple countries around the world, including China, uh, where you see nation state backed uh, social media account and users that could be uh, associated with the Chinese Communist Party that are responsible for these types of uh, uh, mass uh, messaging that's being pushed out to people. They're being manipulated by these groups and they don't understand it. And then they're being hooked into it because of the social media algorithm that's designed for uh, divisiveness. What is the greater fallout if this just continues? Well, the the greater fallout is uh, uh, this impacts elections. It also impacts um, uh, opinion. Uh, so you you may have countries, you know, like Israel, you know, they, they could be losing the, the war on public opinion. But the problem with this is that the uh, uh, people um, who are pro-Hamas and even Hamas themselves and or the nation state uh, hackers and misinformation groups that are backing Hamas today can actually spread misinformation about the attack on that hospital much faster over social media where people uh, start to get inflamed about it and you start to see these protests pop up all over the, the, the world. Now you have two camps of people who are not going to change their mind no matter what the physical evidence is. The, the physical evidence could, in fact, show that Israel was not responsible for the attack on the hospital, but you're not going to change those people's minds who were affected uh, by the early breaking news stories of the unconfirmed reports on this. What is the solution here to tackle the mis- and disinformation that we're seeing? IT professionals and security professionals need to do is they need to start looking at decentralized technology, which are like Linux-based operating systems that support secure apps, meaning that a secure app is not supported by a targeted advertising uh, business model rooted in surveillance capitalism. It, as a matter of fact, there's no surveillance or data mining uh, that takes place regarding uh, operating systems like Pure OS from Purism, or which supports secure apps. Their business model isn't to sell um, uh, access to their end users, to advertisers. Their business model is to sell secure operating systems uh, that support secure smartphones, tablet PCs, and connected products. That's all, Rex Lee. Thank you so much yes. for joining us. Thank you. That's all for today's China in Focus. I'm Tiffany Meyer. If you have any feedback on the show or have something you'd like to see us cover, send us an email at chinainfocusntd.com. We'd love to hear from you. Thanks for watching. See you tomorrow.